Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Well, hey, good morning. How are y'all doing? Well, good. Good to see you. Hey, uh, we're going to invite our ushers to come forward so that we can give an offering together. Um, if, if you would pray with me about that, that'd be lovely. God, thank you for just this opportunity to, uh, we, get, we get the opportunity to bring justice into the world through giving, that we get to take back enemy territory, we get to take back darkness and bring light to it. God, thank you that we're just, we're a part of the story. We love that you invite us into it and that you believe that there's incredible things that are supposed to be a part of our story. And help us to get into alignment with who you say we are. Whoa. Thank you. Interpreters? Sorry. Thank you, Lord. Pray that in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. They're going to pass those things along there. And uh, the reason I, I have a guest on stage with me, this is Nathan Reed. Um, Hello. I think, uh, most, most of you know Nathan, I think. I would think. He's been around here for... for I'm going to stay away from you. Cause forever. We're... Is it that? It might be. Oh, we can't go too far. We'll be, we'll be out of the video. <laughs> And it'll be super boring. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be two voices. Nathan, why, why do we have you here today? Why am I here? I'm here because we need help. Um, that's, that's the truth. It really is. Um, see my leg right here? Um, I was helping a bunch of kids earlier, and they just kept kicking me because I was the only one in there. So I, I really got injured. I'm kidding. That's not the truth at all. They, um, they smelled weakness. <laughs> they did. So they're like little sharks. So, no, but in all seriousness, so we need help in children's ministry. And this microphone keeps being crazy. It's bothering me. I don't know if it's me. Um, Greg, what's the problem? Is this better? Does this help? Yeah, that's better? Okay. All right, so we need help in children's ministry whether it's the nursery, elementary, or preschool. And I'll just give it to you real honest. Here's our current situation. So between elementary and preschool, there's, you know, there's Sundays where we're going to have to combine the kids from three years old all the way up through fifth grade in one room, which it's not great for those kids, right? We've got a space for them. But our goal as a church and as family ministries here is to have a safe place for our kids to be, right? So if you only got one adult in a classroom, it's not necessarily a safe place. You got to have at least two because there's accountability, one for the kids and also for the adults, right? That's just a, a reality in our world today. We got to be safe. Same thing in our nursery. It gets difficult when we're working through the scheduling to make sure we have enough people in there. Um, I'm in the junior high and high school every Sunday. Uh, and there are times when I've had to kind of move up and help out in the elementary, and I could go help in the nursery. I could. I have four kids, so I think I can probably deal with a little kid. 
But I know there's some of you out here too that would be really, really good at it. And it would be something that is fulfilling to you and it's a space where you can be involved in the church and where you can be a part of things. And the fact is really is we want to keep this place moving forward. That's our goal, right? We're moving forward, we're moving forward, we're moving forward. And really where in a church a lot of the growth comes from, it comes from having a good solid family ministry because then families are going to come, they're going to bring their kids, they're going to talk to their neighbors and tell everybody how great this place is, and then we're going to have more people here and have more fun. And so I, I would encourage you, if you are interested in helping out, can talk to me. Uh, Denise Voinovich is upstairs in the elementary. Normally she's not here today, but you can talk to her if you know who she is. Uh, if you need to find me, I'm in the room across from the lobby uh, with the junior high and high school kids. I'm usually around after church. I'll have to leave pretty quick today because we got a football game to get to. But, um, but in all seriousness, fill out the Connect card. We would love to talk with you about it. We would love to have you helping us out because it's super, super important. Um, I've been doing the junior high and high school ministry here for like a thousand years probably. Um, we used to meet over in the Western Sports Mall when that was still a real thing. I think that's closed now. And Ryan was there and we were there together and it was crazy and it was wild. But like, you know, I, I was, I came there because people invited me to come help too. So I'm inviting you to come help out. So, did I cover it? No, that's great. The thing that I've been thinking about along with it that I would just invite any of you to pray into as well is uh, I feel like we need to be praying into getting us back to having two services on Sundays um, that actually when we get to that kind of somewhat of a, a sweet spot there when you have two services and you have enough people for uh, there to be a reason to have two services then people are able to volunteer in one and attend service in the other. It just, it, it kind of ends up making everything work a lot better. And uh, COVID kicked us and we were like a down dog and it kicked us again. And babe, now we got back up, man. And, uh, and, we, and, and, and we're fighters. And so it's, we're back to where it's growing. I want you to be praying into um, it to, to grow to where we can go to two services um and i think a lot of a lot of other things will will start clicking in for that but um anything else i think that's it yeah we don't want to be to the we're, we're getting to the point where we're trimming fat from uh like children's ministry you call me fat <laughs> you're you're still there <laughs> But, uh, yeah, just not being able to have as many, uh, you know, those little bitty kids with fifth graders, man. I mean, we're going to have them s uh, separate sides. Um, otherwise, it'll be like cage fighting. But um, You should hear wanna, those kids when they're up there with a stampede. You know what I'm saying? So we need help in that area. We do. It's fun, too. It really is. Like, I, in our room in the junior high and high school, the little kids are right above us. And sometimes we're like, what is going on up there? Is the ceiling going to fall in? Because they're all running around and being crazy, and it's awesome. Like, and I never complain about it because it's noisy, but it's a good kind of noisy because we know that the kids are up there having a good time. So it's, it's awesome to hear that, too. So the, the thing that has been in my head weaving in with this conversation is that it's actually a, a way that you can bring justice in the world is serving. Serving in children's ministry. 
any of those places where if there's an injustice somewhere because somebody was hurt or somebody was lonely or somebody was whatever, the way that we balance out those injustices in the world is some of us have to put ourselves out there and we have to start uh, where, we ta- where we're taking a loss. We're not even. We're actually putting ourselves out there and spending more than we ought to. We're going and, um, you know, being inconvenienced by something. And that is a whole part of the carrying your cross thing. And it's where we get to bring justice back to the, to the world again. Um, and you can do that serving in children's. There's lots of justice to be had there. Good justice. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Do we have other things we need to talk about? I don't know. Oh, we do yeah, have another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, do you want yeah. me to talk about it? Or you can talk about it. Uh, board me, board yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, so um, we we're really uh, organized. It's great. So uh, yeah, sorry, we're doing like a bunch of random family business and and weaving different things in today. But um, our board of trustees here at the church, if you're not familiar with with how it operates, we honestly we really try to be very open with all of that like because man i am telling you they're just we don't have any 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 cool secrets (laughs) uh we just don't and so we don't have anything that we're hiding i'm willing to show you guys whatever what we have are nine board members on our board of trustees um right now we're just coming to a place where one of our beloved board members is going to be leaving and so your board of trustees can't have an even number of members, so we need to get back to up to nine people. Um, and so a lot of times the question will come up, well, how, do you, how does somebody get to be on the board of trustees? Because you're typically, up to this point, you've been invited. Uh, one thing I'm very proud of is that never in the history of this church has the board of trustees been made up of all my friends or... Um, all of Tim Ermston's friends when, when he was our lead pastor. Uh, what we've done from the beginning is tried to balance out multiple different viewpoints and areas of our church from people who we could consider um, spiritual guardians over this place. That they would be the ones who, you know, when it gets kind of squirrely out there, they're going to be the ones who are, are trying to make sure it's protected, that it stays true, that it stays uh, a, on the right path of where we've been heading, that we don't veer off course or anything. You get what I'm saying. Anyways, we're going to be having an opening soon. And so in, instead of just going and inviting particular people, in the past we've kind of gone around and voted, like, do you have any suggestions? Yes. I've had this experience with that person. I can vouch for them that they might be a good fit for this reason. And you would get invited to be on the board of trustees. We are putting it out there this time to say, hey, if you're one of those people, because some of you are nerds. I'm sorry, some are. And you're like, well, how do I get on the... Well, I... We're not keeping you from being on it, so we would love, if you're interested in being on it, uh, put your name in the hat. And so you could go out into the lobby and let them know at the connections desk. If you're interested in being on our board of trustees and to 
I think they have something set up to where you can at least answer maybe why you'd want to be on the board. But just to let you guys know that we're, we're coming up on an opening. The pay is horrible. It is zero. You will lose money on this. Is that about it? Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I'm on the board as well. I've been there for a, a few years, and everything Ryan's saying is true. Like, we, we're here to make the really important decisions about the direction of the church. We have things that are brought to us all the time. It's not like we're up in a high tower saying, like, this is what we're going to do. You know, what we do is we sit as a group and we discuss things. We don't agree on everything, and that's actually perfect. Because when you have a leadership group that agrees on everything, that's bad. You do not want that. And it's not a disagreement where I'm like, I hate Ryan. I'm never going to talk to him again. It's, hey, we disagree on this, but, you know, we all trust each other as leaders and as board members that we are making the right decisions and doing the right things for this church, uh, whether it be, like, financially, organizationally, or spiritually, because there's all those different concepts that are a part of it. I mean, sometimes we have to say, like, where are we going to spend the money that you all bring in? We have big projects to do, like the giant hole in the parking lot. We talk about that a lot. We have to fix our parking lot. It costs a whole bunch of money. We got to figure out how to do that. That's, that's the part that's not a secret, but that's the part that's kind of boring. It's not all like, oh, man, this crazy thing happened. This person did this. It's mostly things like that, like this well, thing is broken. How do we fix and it? It's, it's also stressful. Yep. It is super stressful, and it's, it's not really fun to be on the board. And so some it is of sometimes. you, if I'm, I'm inviting right now to be praying for the board because it's hard uh, to make a lot of those decisions and say, okay, somebody uh, sitting over here wants this for our church and this person wants this. And man, when you tell one of them yes and one of them no, they're going to fight. And, it's, and you're going to end up, you guys have to come up with a vote to hurt someone. And so it's just stinky stuff sometimes. So like I said, put your applications in. Um, we really sold it today. Yeah, yeah we really yeah. did it. Just, just to say, uh, no, it, it's it's a worthy cause because how do you bring justice to something? You have to spend more of yourself than you ought to have to spend, and sometimes you kind of get ripped off if you're looking at it from a worldly perspective. But that's what we're called to do—to balance it out. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. You mean to do these, or you want to do them? Oh my gosh, you got to do that. I'll do it real quick. It's quick. So we have announcements too, because, you know, more things for us to talk about up here. No, but so we've, we've talked about, you know, some different church business, right? But now we got fun stuff to talk about, because we got Trunk or Treat, right? Yes. That's coming up on Saturday, October 28th, from 2 to 4 p.m. So we want to have it during the afternoon, so that we don't have a bunch of children in costumes running around in the dark getting lost, because that's a fear of everyone's. So it'll be in the afternoon. We're going to have cars decorated. We're going to have people here handing out candy. If you do want to decorate your car, please, please, please tell us, and we will give you a space. Also, if you have candy that you want to bring, we will take all of the good candy that you want to bring. I'm sure there's candy on sale at Aldi or at Kroger or all kinds of places like that. So take a look for coupons that are out there and, and go buy a bunch of candy for the kids that are going to come. It's a great way for us also to be out in our community and say, hey, people, we're here. This is what we're doing. We're a church. This is what we're about. And we just get a chance to, again, like Ryan said, give a little bit of justice, right? We're going to pay for candy that we're not going to eat. That's a straight loss, 100%, right? But 
it's for other people, so it's exciting. Chris is shaking his head at me back there. He's <laughs> Justice and candy. Yeah, it fits. It's perfect. Um, another really exciting thing we have on the 29th of October, big weekend that weekend is, is we have a multicultural service and a potluck. So if all of you probably know, we have three different churches that meet here at different times right now. So on the 29th is a space where we're all coming together at 10 o'clock in here as one church for a Sunday, which is super, super cool. I love that about Vineyard Westside that we've got like, you know, a United Methodist Church that meets in our Hope Center. We've got Lavinia that meets in here on Sundays. That's like, there's not churches that do that. There's not. And that's an awesome thing that we do. It's a huge part of us, I think, and of those groups. So after the service, there's going to be a potluck in the underground. So bring your favorite dish to share. Make sure it's safe. Like, cook it all the way, please. Josh, I'm looking at you. I know. Thanks. Yeah. And, and don't, don't bring anything gross. Yeah. Ryan's going to bring his famous jello mold. So it's fantastic. He's got like lettuce in it and things like that. I'm look, really looking forward to it. Um, uh, we'll have children's ministry open that day. Uh, we invite the students to come in, be a part of it. So if you've got kids and you want to bring them in to be a part of that service, bring them in. It's for everyone. So um, last announcement I have is there's a women's retreat. So New Day United Methodist Church, the group that's meeting in our back building on Sunday mornings, they've got a women's retreat coming up on November 4th from 8 to 3. It's here. Uh, there's a $25 registration fee, includes breakfast and lunch, and there's a collection taking place for uh, some different things with a, their change court ministry, which supports victims of human trafficking. The registration is due today. So if you're interested, it is in the program here in the bulletin. If you want more information on how to register for that, it's here. So there's a lot of other stuff on the backside too, but those are the three big things coming up. So, awesome. Thanks. Thank you. I'm going to go back to helping the junior high and high school kids. See y'all. Hey, you, would you be able to play that video now? So we're going to have um, about a five and a half minute long video that uh, is going to connect some of these pieces, and then I'm going to invite my friend Chris up uh, as that finishes. If you were a praying mantis, it would be socially acceptable to devour your mate. And if you're a honey badger, you have no regard for other animals. You don't care. If you're a panda with twins, it's normal to abandon one to take care of the other. But if humans do any of these things, we would call it wrong, unfair, or unjust. Yeah, why is that? Why do humans care so much about justice? Well, the Bible has a fascinating response to that question. On page one, humans are set apart from all other creatures as the image of God. Yeah, God's representatives who rule the world by his definition of good and evil. And this identity, it's the bedrock of the Bible's view of justice. All humans are equal before God and have the right to be treated with dignity and fairness no matter who you are. And that would be nice if we all did that. But we know how the world really works. And the Bible addresses that too. It shows how we are constantly redefining good and evil to our own advantage at the expense of others. Yeah, self-preservation. And the weaker someone is, the easier it is to take advantage of them. And so in the biblical story, we see this happening on a personal level, but also in families and then in communities and in whole civilizations that create injustice, especially towards the vulnerable. But the story doesn't end there. 
out of this whole mess, God chose a man named Abraham to start a new kind of family. Specifically, Abraham was to teach his family to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice. Yeah, doing righteousness, that's a Bible word I don't really use. But what comes to mind is being a good person. But what does that even mean, being good? The biblical Hebrew word for righteousness is tzedakah, and it's more specific. It's an ethical standard that refers to right relationships between people. It's about treating others as the image of God. With the God-given dignity they deserve. And this word justice, it's the Hebrew word mishpat. It can refer to retributive justice. Like if I steal something, I pay the consequences. Exactly. Yet most often in the Bible, mishpat refers to restorative justice. It means going a step further, actually seeking out vulnerable people who are being taken advantage of and helping them. Yeah, some people call this charity. But mishpat involves way more. It means taking steps to advocate for the vulnerable and changing social structures to prevent injustice. So justice and righteousness are about a radical, selfless way of life. Yeah, and you find this idea all over the Bible. Like here, in the book of Proverbs, what does it mean to bring about just righteousness? Open your mouth for those who can't speak for themselves. And what do these words mean for the prophets, like Jeremiah? Rescue the disadvantaged and don't tolerate oppression or violence against the immigrant, the orphan, and the widow. And like here, look in the book of Psalms. The Lord God upholds justice for the oppressed, gives food to the hungry, and sets the prisoner free. But he thwarts the way of the wicked. Whoa, he thwarts the wicked? Yeah, in Hebrew, the word wicked is rasha. It means guilty or in the wrong. It refers to someone who mistreats another human, ignoring their dignity as an image of God. So justice and righteousness is a big deal to God. Yes, it's what Abraham's family, the Israelites, were to be all about. They ended up as immigrant slaves, being oppressed unjustly in Egypt. And so God confronted Egypt's evil, declaring them to be rasha, guilty of injustice. And so he rescued Israel. But the tragic irony of the Old Testament story is that these redeemed people went on to commit the same acts of injustice against the vulnerable. And so God sent prophets who declared Israel guilty. But they weren't the only ones. There's injustice everywhere. Yeah, some people actively perpetrate injustice. Others receive benefits or privileges from unjust social structures they take for granted. And sadly, history has shown that when the oppressed gain power, they often become oppressors themselves. So we all participate in injustice, actively or passively, even unintentionally. We're all the guilty ones. And so this is the surprising message of the biblical story. God's response to humanity's legacy of injustice is to give us a gift, the life of Jesus. He did righteousness and justice, and yet he died on behalf of the guilty. But then God declared Jesus to be the righteous one when he rose from the dead. And so now Jesus offers his life to the guilty so that they too can be declared righteous before God, not because of anything they've done, but because of what Jesus did for them. The earliest followers of Jesus experienced this righteousness from God, not just as a new status, but as a power that changed their lives and compelled them to act in surprising new ways. Seek righteousness and justice for others. This is a radical way of life, and it's not always convenient or easy. 
It's courageously making other people's problems my problems. This is what Jesus meant by loving your neighbor as yourself. It's about a lifetime commitment fueled by the words of the ancient prophet Micah. God has told you, humans, what is good and what the Lord requires of you is to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So yeah, this is just this has been the theme on my mind um, with the you know a lot. I think usually when I think about justice, I think about um, exactly that the repayment um, repayment for something that um, the cool word is recompense that something would be made right that when something terrible happens and we'll. Ha- we'll have people crying out for justice and it can mean a lot of different things about what they mean that maybe it means that that person is punished to a an equal extent in the other direction but most of the time when the bible is talking about justice it's talking about the restorative justice the restoring things back to heaven status um because a lot of the things that we do along the way we um, as they were saying, we, we bring in injustice to things. Um, when we hurt somebody and they're not able to hurt us back, um, we did an injustice to them. But it wasn't just that event where we did that to them or maybe they did that to us. Not just that relationship between us is messed up now and there's, there's brokenness there. Now there's bitter people involved And so that bitter person goes forward and they interact with other people throughout their lives and they just keep on spreading it more. Um, Does that make any sense? Um, Anywho, justice can look like a lot of different things. Um, I'm going to invite Chris. Are you out there? Yeah, Chris, come on up here. Um, I wanted to share some something pretty cool that Chris did recently that she wanted to share with other people and for the 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 theme here the reason why it's sticking out in my head is because um, you are bringing justice by putting yourself at a loss you went and you bought a bunch of materials here and they were not cheap and why did you do it? Are you going to be repaid ten? I don't know. Probably not. I think you're probably out the money. Maybe papering the walls here. Yeah, something. <laughs> but you did it to bring justice, to bring to bring things back into order. Um, sorry, I, I was immediately going into it. This is Chris. Hi. Hello. Hold um, that up a little bit closer closer to you. Okay. There you go. Is that good? Yeah. Uh, so, well, during worship here one day, um, I had a vision. Nothing hokey. I just uh, saw God showing me this poster board and the colored pencils on it, and writing down the different things that I've experienced in my walk with Him. 
And so immediately that day before I got home, I went and bought this poster board and I bought all I'll, these I'll Sharpies. I'll be Vanna White. Okay, <laughs> that's good. And uh, I bought the poster board and I started writing down some of the really pertinent things that I had experienced in my walk with God. And so everything listed on this board has a story with it. And so as I finished it, I realized this was my entire life's walk with God. And I, so I purchased the poster boards and all these colored markers so that each one of you could do this if you wanted to, come up and take a poster board and a couple colored markers. Because when I was finished with it, I realized that this was my story with God. Um, the idea is that a lot of times we get hung up on the holiness of God and we're afraid that he's not so approachable. And ever since, I don't know when, um, because when I was a very small child, I remember always talking to Jesus. I'd sneak out in a stairwell and I would talk to Jesus and I don't even know how I knew who Jesus was. I was raised Catholic and I didn't know to talk to anyone named Jesus, but yet I did. And then later on in life, I learned who he really was. And um, I was already married and scared to death of thunderstorms and my husband didn't care and made fun of me for that. So I was hiding in a bathroom because it was a slab house and I didn't have a basement. And it was 3 a.m. and I was so scared and I had asked for a Bible for Christmas and I noticed it laying there and I hadn't opened it. It was like six months old and I flipped it open and I landed on Psalm 57.1 and read the words, Oh God, have pity for I am trusting you. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until this storm is past. And I was like, I just freaked out because he said, until this storm is past, and I was scared to death. And so that was the first thing I wrote on this poster board. And from there, he helped me to put this together and recall many things, and they weren't all good things. Um, he reminded me of times that he reprimanded me when I had bad thoughts about somebody that was walking by and, and then he would tell me in my mind, she's your sister. And so this became my real walk with God. And I talk with him every single day, every day as my best friend, as my father, as my brother, as everything I need in my life. When I'm in bad times, when I'm in good times, when I thank him and I rejoice. And I just think that we tend to think that if we're not praising him or saying set prayers like the Our Father, which is a great prayer, but I need to talk to him in a different way. I need to say other things to him and it just taught me that I can say anything and I will hear from him. I remember walking along the beach on a vacation 
and I just started singing the song, Getting to Know You. It's an old song, and I'm old. I turned 65 yesterday. And so I just started singing that song to him because it came from my heart. So these are the things that he helped me recall as I wrote them all down on this poster board. And he still reminded me of things. Yeah, and that's what I, what I liked about it is that the, I forget so many different parts and pieces of my story, and then I'll lose power in my walk. I'll lose strength in my faith because I'm, I don't, I'm, I start getting back to that place of, of doubting that he's going to do something if I'm forgetting all the things he's done. And so it was just a, a, a neat way that they start bringing out more and more of those memories and it starts filling itself up. Um, we just we want to invite you guys to do the same thing if you would like to do it you take it home like she said she's got a ton of markers there you can pick a couple different colors and um, take one of them home with you and take a look at hers to get some inspiration about it but uh, did anybody have any questions about that at all I mean this is some of the things that are um, pretty cool that I've seen a lot of people do to hear from God in different ways or things like this. Um, I've seen a lot of you do journaling and doodling and things in your Bible just as you're sitting here. Um, trust me, I am so ADHD'd out. You're no, I'm never going to be the offended person if you need to be somebody who's pacing around. I'm fine with it. It'll give me something to look at. Well, one of the big things, one of the biggest things I have on there is, and this is not to tell you to do this, but I had a real hang up about how to talk to the Holy Spirit. And I was at a really a brick wall and I was crying and had a major problem. And I said, they talk, tell me to talk to you, Holy Spirit, but I can't identify with someone named Holy Spirit. And immediately I felt, call me Sam. And it was so simple and so, I don't know, it just made so much sense to me that I can, okay, he's just, he's a person. And I've called him Sam ever since July 14th, 1996. And I'm not saying to you that his name is Sam. I don't know what God named him. <laughs> his name's Holy Spirit. But he's a person. And he walks yeah, with us and he helps us. Makes it more personal. And so, yeah. yeah, it's huge to me. So that you'll see that on there. Call me Sam. But it's he is that real and walks with us every day for the simple things and for the big things. And he's there. We're not alone. And I've found that out firsthand. Well, thanks for being generous and bringing justice in that way and uh, giving people a creative opportunity to, to maybe connect deeper again. Yeah, just start um, out with your favorite verse. And once you start, he's going to give you things. He's going to help you recall things. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of different things on here. I, I like just, oh, yeah, this is one of mine. I have some of these things actually written out in my uh, garage woodworking shop. I have this big giant uh, post-it, like, paper pad up there um it says different things on it like one of them says don't be a wuss i know what that means it's one of the things that that is bouncing around in my head but another one says just be be good to your people 
um, and little things that are bringing up story because there are times of prayer that I had with God or or some kind of a growth moment or whatever um, and it, it just starts kind of building on itself but that uh, I have one on there that says hey you're human yeah I was beating hey, myself up because you know I'm not perfect and I make mistakes and he he told me that you're, you're human I'm still human love her no matter what Please, Jesus, please. He calls me Jem. She arrived. Wait with me. I forgive you. Getting to know you. She made it. Be still and know that I am God. Yes. Just, you guys get the idea. So, pretty cool. So, come uh, up and grab a poster board and some markers and try it. It really does help a lot. Uh, well, would you like to pray for the people for us to close this thing out? Yes, sure. I think you're qualified. Yes. Dear Lord, please help everyone who's heard this today to get to know you on a personal level and understand that you walk with them and, in fact, that you, you are really hoping that they will come to your side and share their lives with you in a meaningful, everyday way, because you walked this earth and you understand what we go through and you, you wanna hear from us. You are waiting to hear from us and you will show us signs and wonders. You will talk to us in many, many different ways. And if we just open our eyes, our ears, and our mouths, and everything else that you gave us to work with. And if we just allow ourselves to let you in, you will come in. So we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. You guys have a good week. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.